Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks edge higher, but they end the week at a record. With the S&P up a point to 24.15, higher by less than one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up five to 62.10, also a record there. The Dow dropped two points to 21,080, down less than one-tenth of one percent. Oil advanced 1.8% today after yesterday's sell-off of 87 cents a barrel, closing in on $50 again. 49.77 on WTI. Brent is at 52.15. Gold up 10.30 the ounce to 12.66, up 8 tenths of 1%. And the 10-year up 2.30 seconds, yield there 2.25%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. thinks the market's going to kind of go back to where it was. We'll find out his thinking. Also talk about some specific names where he's finding opportunities. Uh, by the way, the Jensen Quality Growth Fund, according to Bloomberg data, beating most of its peers over uh, the past five years and past three years. Let's bring in Kevin uh, Walkish. He's portfolio manager at Jensen Investment Management. More than $7 billion in uh, assets under management. Uh, joining us from Lake Oswego, Oregon. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Good. I always like to get it correct. It's the best um, place to be. He's winning. <laughs> hey, Kevin, nice to have you here with us. Why do you think the market's, first of all, going to go back to where it was? And, w- and what does that mean in terms of levels? Well, I think going back to where it was, I mean, I think the the outsize effect has been the Trump effect. Um, and we think that's been unwinding. And it really didn't surprise us um, because there was a lot of euphoria, when, in our opinion, when Trump got elected. And a lot of that got built into the market. And I think now that, you know, we definitely have gotten past the 100 days and we see what kind of reality um, his policy is, is uh, realizing, you know, it's, it's falling short. And we think the market, the market's basically correcting for that. What part's falling short? Healthcare? Obviously. Um, well, healthcare remains to be seen. Um, but I think, uh, you know, the likelihood of implementing, let's say, any of his policies um, has gone down. So the probabilities are lower, in our opinion. So uh, big infrastructure investment that he's talked about drove a lot of industrials, energy. Um, that's really backed off quite a bit. That's actually favored us quite a bit. Um, tax reform still is up in the air, um, and therefore the likelihood of that happening in the way that was envisioned is probably um, diminished. Um, so we see financials backing off, and that's that's favored us as well. Right. The markets have already said, hey, folks, it's not going to happen, at least not as fast as we thought it was. And we've seen it play out in uh, the sector rotation since the elections and then from the beginning of the year. So let's talk about stocks specifically. And we're because you're making investment decisions, I'm assuming. So you're either finding new opportunities, adding to old or selling some. Tell me about Microsoft, because that is an investment idea that you like. Walk us through it. Sure. So, I mean, when I think of Microsoft, when we think of Microsoft, it's really um, taking advantage of the cloud. We hear a lot about the cloud, but they specifically are monetizing it and doing very well in terms of um, carving out a market-leading position. Um, they um, Right now, their run rate the, is about $15 billion in cloud revenue. They expect to be at $20 billion by 2020, but they're going to beat that. Um, so that places them as one of the top enterprise cloud companies out there. Um, they continue quarter after quarter to generate strong gains um, in their cloud business. 
Um, but their underlying business continues to do quite well, um, specifically in the server side of the business. They continue to innovate. Um, so we're seeing gains there, um, and we like to see that. Um, and then on what, the do, what do you think the street has wrong about this stock? You know, I don't think the street has is wrong about the stock necessarily, um, but I think what Microsoft keeps doing is exceeding expectations. Um, so cloud growth has been um, high double digits. Last quarter, their enterprise cloud grew 93%, and they've been booking that quarter after quarter, and it's been steadily increasing. Um, and I think that's that exceeding of expectations is probably where the, the market is missing them. Um, how, how does this come across your screens? It's, obviously, it's a it's a stock that everyone knows, but I wonder, you know, with such a big cap name, what, what sort of jumps out when you do a screening uh, of this of this uh, security for Microsoft? So, yeah. um, I mean, so a in terms of uh, generating churn. So last quarter, um, they were up mid single digits. Um, they're generating um, mid teens type EPS growth. So very large company. Um, wouldn't almost say they're defying a law, a law of large numbers. They continue to grow, um, considering how massive they are. Um, so underlying growth is there. Capital structure is very strong, in our opinion. Um, their ability to then return cash to shareholders has been very robust, and consistently so. Uh, I think they've returned over something like $80 billion over the last five years, um, and we don't see that letting up. And there's also dividends, so buybacks, dividends, it all kind of adds up. It's not too shabby. Yes. Hey, talk to us about Broadridge, ticker is BR. Uh, you like this company as well. I'm just pulling it up on the Bloomberg, uh, up about sure. 13%. This is a payment and data processor. Yes, and um, actually their main line of business is proxy services. Um, they own, they process something like 80% of proxy um, activity uh, in the country last year. Next closest competitor um, to them is uh, companies just doing it in-house on their own. So they pretty much own that market. Wow. Um, so and we like that. And um, and when we're talking about new ideas, we just added them to the portfolio uh, last month. So this is one of the new ideas into the, into the um, Jensen Quality Growth Portfolio. And nice work. Um, <laughs> the last month has gone on a run. Yes. And, I mean, fundamentally, um, so in the short term, they've had really strong quarter. Uh, strong quarter. Um, organic growth is um, very strong, um, which for them, it's strong in terms of um, very stable. So uh, organic growth was up about 6%. Um, they did, on a year-over-year basis, they did a, an acquisition. Right. Um, I was just looking at that, yeah. Uh, yeah, they bought um, the North American customer care business from um, DST, and what that gives them is is um, like forms processing. So, like your Schwab account, if it's printed and mailed to you, they're doing that now, and it's a lot of synergy with what they're already doing. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity with that acquisition to convert from paper to digital, which the margins on that are much stronger for them um, in the long run. So we, sell, so we see a lot of good runway uh, from that acquisition. Thinks it makes a lot of strategic sense and it's going to translate well financially for them. If you can give me a 15-second answer on Pepsi, take it. If not, we'll have to bring you back. Your choice. Uh, yeah, Pepsi doing well. Um, long bull market, very stable company, protects well on the downside due to the quality nature of the business. All right. You have to come back and talk more because I, Corey and I like to talk about food, beverages, and that's changing. And <laughs> Especially on a Friday. Soda, you know, I'm always questioning that. Hey, Kevin. Good to get some thoughts with you. Kevin Walkish, Portfolio Manager at Jensen Investment Management, uh, on the phone from Lake Oswego, Oregon. This is Bloomberg.